Welcome to What Do You Need to Know About God in Today's World. Today, we want to talk about having hope in a world and in situations that appear hopeless. In today's world, there is a lot of uncertainty and there is no lack of despair. Institutions, norms, structures that many have formerly relied on as being secure, such as their 401ks, careers, jobs, homes, are quickly fading away and prospects of regaining them continue to be somewhat dim and elusive. Not to mention there is a lot of unrest and division going on in the world and a worldwide pandemic, while many are wondering how can these things be resolved. And as our lives are drastically Disrupted, many people are becoming distraught and depressed and are resorting to desperate measures for comfort, such as drugs, alcohol, sex, or whatever they think will ameliorate their downcast condition. Some have even resorted to committing suicide because they feel empty, helpless, and hopeless in situations that to them appear to be spiraling out of control. And this problem of hopelessness is particularly exacerbated in our youth because there has been decades of devices implemented which were designed to destroy their confidence in these institutions and which has served to contribute to their despair in the world. For decades, foundational structures and principles that are fundamental to individual as well as societal health and stability have been eroded. Things that have kept our cultures and world stable and secure are now being cast aside as non-essential and being replaced with dangerous counterfeits. For years, there has been an attack on the existence of God and faith in God. So many of our youth have been deprived of an intimate relationship with their creator God because they've been told there is no such thing as a transcendent God who is in charge of the universe and who cares about them. Instead, they've been indoctrinated with evolution and the teachings that they evolved from animals and there is no real value to this life and there is nothing after this life, and therefore life is pointless. They have been deprived of a high moral code and standard for living, based in biblical principles, and have instead been instructed to make up their own morality and moral code, which has no restraints but encourages them to be indulgent in their pleasures, regardless to the consequences. Then too, with divorce running rampant, They've been deprived of having a stable family life with a father and mother in the home to support and guide them through adolescence. A huge part of the structural changes perpetrated upon our youth can be directly attributed to liberal theology, and it has served to make our youth very fragile and empty. Many of them think that life is pointless and they do not value life, and for many, any embers of hope for a better, more tranquil life is dimmed. And unfortunately, at present, we are all undergoing an extremely uncertain, awkward plague that is disconnecting us from interacting with others and from pursuing economic success as well. So in the face of these dismal and confusing times, many of our youth have resorted to things like drugs, violence, and suicide. But I am here to tell you all, and especially our youth, that there is hope for you, even in the midst of all of this chaos, confusion, and turmoil. So today, I want to share with you what God's Word has to say about having hope in this world. To begin with, biblical hope is not a dead hope. 
It's not a whimsical longing or wishing for something to happen. Instead, it is a living, vibrant hope. The Bible describes hope this way. In 1 Peter 1.3, it says, God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with a living hope or great expectation. The Greek word here for hope means to be actively waiting for fulfillment from the same God who raised Jesus from the dead. You see, if you're going to have hope, it has to be in someone who has the capacity and ability to get you results. Otherwise, it is a dead hope. But because our hope is in a God who can deliver on his promises, we as Christians have a living hope. So no matter what you are going through on this earth, God has a promise and a prescription to bring you out. Your part is to expect and actively wait for fulfillment for it to come to pass. You must have confidence in Christ that he will make it happen. Therefore, your hope is not a dead hope, but an active hope because it is placed in a living God who can generate results. Now let's further analyze the dynamics of this living hope. First, it's a living hope because Christ himself has already experienced similar trials and sympathizes with us. Hebrews 4.15 says that Yeshua was tempted and tried just as we are. So if someone has betrayed or rejected you, if you are in excruciating pain from some condition or facing homelessness, Christ has experienced all of these things. He has even been tempted to commit suicide and take his life. When Satan said to him, cast yourself down off of a high mountain here and kill yourself. When he walked on this earth as a human, Christ was not exempt from pain and trials. And when you put your trust and hope in him, you are putting your hope not just in anyone, but in God himself who understands it all because he has felt what you felt and undergone the same type of agony just so that he could provide for you a living hope. Second, we have a living hope because Christ will never leave us nor forsake us. Friends and family members may abandon you in your hour of need, but Christ never will. Christ loves and cares about you and does not want you alone, especially in times of pain and crisis. Instead, in times of pain and crisis, Psalms 46 1 says, God is a present help and refuge. You see, your help, comfort, and refuge are never far away. Christ is there to safely bring you out of every storm. So do not give in to loneliness and your pain. Learn to sense the presence and protection of the Lord in your struggles, for he is right there by your side. Know that Jesus is the lifeguard of the universe who is always there for us, saving us in our drowning situations. That is the power of our living hope. Third, we have a living hope because Christ is omniscient and already knows what we are going through. Psalm 139.4 says, God knows what's on our tongue before we even speak it. Isaiah 65.24 says, before we even call unto him, Jesus knows our prayers and has already begun to answer them. You see, your problems are not a newsflash to God. He knows all about you and what you are going through. And before you have even uttered your concerns, 
God has already begun to work it out for you, to put in motion that perfect deliverance plan. Because unlike man who can screw things up pretty badly, God in his omniscience never makes a mistake. The word oops is not in his vocabulary, for he is the same God whose infallible knowledge constructed and holds the universe together, and he uses his perfect knowledge to solve your problem. When you hope in Christ, you never have to second guess or seek a second and third opinion, and you don't have to concern yourself with how complicated or complex it seems. You can be assured that nothing you encounter on this earth can baffle Christ. And in his infinite wisdom and omniscience, he has always had a divine solution to your earthly problems. This is why we have a living hope. Fourth, we have a living hope because Yeshua is omnipotent and has power over all things and circumstances. Sometimes you go through things and all hope is lost and you try everything. The doctor, accountant, lawyer, teacher have all given up on you because they cannot see a way out of your situation. They only see the impossibility. But Matthew 19, 26 says, With man, things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Yes, your problems appear magnified and look unconquerable. To you, a mere man relying on flesh and blood, whether it's drugs, pornography, sickness, broken relationships, depression, financial catastrophes, violence, gangs, or whatever. But when you rely on God, he is greater than your problem. When you put your hope in him, all of these insurmountable, impossible, unconquerable maladies that are plaguing you and staring you in your face will be overruled and succumb to his divine power. For no matter the magnitude of the problem, only our omnipotent God can solve it. Therefore, there is no substitute for having this living hope in an all-powerful God. And you may have tried all things outside of God. Many of you have tried alcohol and drugs, psychics and palm readers, crystals and Buddha, but none of these can solve your problems. Today, yoga is extremely popular and yoga might give you good results when it comes to exercise. But if you want to meditate on something, you need to meditate on the word of God. For this all-knowing, all-powerful, present in the midst of your trouble, God is the only one who can help you. And when you trust him, he will come through for you every time. He will not allow anything to swallow you up. So, if what you are battling appears hopeless to you, you need this living hope that promises that Christ is battling your problem with you and for you. Now, we all need this living hope because we live in a fallen world where we will continuously experience trials and troubles. And only our living God can heal our hurts and pains and solve our problems and put us on a path to wellness and wholeness, and grant us peace even in the midst of our turbulent times. 
with this living hope, you never have to entertain committing suicide or giving up on life or giving up on breakthrough in your difficult times. God wants you to know that if you are on this earth, you are valuable to him and you matter to him and he has a mission for your life and he will bring you out of darkness, despair, and any situation. Christ is your helper and is right there with you right now. Even if you are at your weakest point, he will be your strength and peace and will fill you with his living hope that you might live expectantly waiting for him to fulfill his every promise. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says, Faithful is Christ, for he will do it. So to all who have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, do not let this moment pass you by. Today, grab a hold of this living hope. Now I want to leave you with a few scriptures to help you to develop this living hope and live in expectation, trusting and waiting on Yeshua, Jesus the Christ, to always come through for you and grant you deliverance, victory, and peace in your trials. Job 11, starting at verse 17, says, When you wait on God, life will be brighter than noonday, and darkness will become like morning. You will be secure because there is hope. Psalm 33, 18 says, The eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine or hard times. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Psalm 42, 11 says, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Psalm 62, 5 says, Rest in God alone, for my hope comes from him. He is my rock, salvation, and fortress. I will not be shaken. Psalm 137 says, Hope in the Lord. With the Lord, there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. 1 Timothy 4.10 says, We have set our hope on the living God. Finally, 2 Thessalonians 2.16.17 says, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, Comfort your hearts and strengthen them in every good word and work. Father, I thank you for your unfailing love that provides for us a living hope in a fallen world. And that you, the same God who raised Christ from the dead, will continually raise up all who hope and trust in you to bring them out of darkness, despair, and every trial and let them forever give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.